2: is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan.
1: Uh, Top of the morning to you, everybody. Welcome to the show. Brent Wallace alongside everybody's favorite right-handed shot defenseman, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Uh, Gentlemen, good morning. Thanks. That's it, eh, Bob? That's it.
3: You get up early. Don't forget, Bob's a... Bob's an hour earlier,
1: too. Okay, listen, just wait until we get to Did You Know, and then you'll find out my love for Bob, okay? Okay, okay. I'm trying to stick there it up go. for him. Yeah. No, no, don't worry. There's lots. We got a good note. Today's Did You Know is fantastic. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it's for me. I made it.
2: But anyway, it's free <laughs>
1: Uh This show is always brought to you by Botano. Um, boys, we got some stuff to discuss. Sends are back in action tonight. We'll get to that in a 2nd We'll get your lock of the day. I would like first your reaction to yesterday's news and Yorkie, I'm going to start with you being in Ottawa and of course, being a part owner of the team.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, that's maybe a slight misconception. Um, you know, having slept on it now uh, for, for, for the night and waking up, got the vibe that there's a little bit of a us against the world now going on. If you're an Ottawa senators fan and uh, I, I watched the press conference in its entirety. I thought Michael Andlauer was exceptional. I thought he uh, he came across really well spoken and got his point across clearly. And and I think it's good because it's like if you're a sense fan today, you're thinking that's good. My owner's like he's pissed, and he should <laughs> be. Like, let's let's go over what originally happened. Number one, the league bid the team up on him. <laughs> so there's yep. number one. Like let's not forget about that. Like there was a lot of people brought into the mix that we're never going to buy this hockey team. Like come on, Nico Sparks, all these guys. It was a free for all. Went on way longer than it should have had and you heard him when he bought the team, he's like, "Well, at times I was thinking of bailing on this, but it's my passion." So ends up getting the team and then everything starts off and it's great. Uh, he hits it out of the park on his initial press conference and all of a sudden all the negativity that's been with this team from, well, Bob, you know, since since you were here, comes, yeah. comes rolling back, and uh, you know there was only one thing to do. You, it, it was a it was a fireable offense by the GM and, and his staff. But at the end of the day, the buck stops with Evers, who's in charge, right? And in this case, it was Pierre Dorian. Michael Andlauer had no choice. He acted swiftly. And I said this yesterday, did a couple interviews. He did it face to face like like again, dinner, this is why you're fired. I've got no choice and um you know, and then getting it and then and then just the first round pick for me, it's too harsh like like i said you you've got a, you've got a you've got a really passionate owner that's come in, spent a record amount on a franchise, and now you're hammering with a first
1: round pick, yeah. so a little bit. Okay, but, but, Yorkie, a, a on that note, that, that's the one thing I, listen, Pierre Dorian I, not, was I'm in not, charge. I know, but yes. even, even yesterday, Michael Andler said, well, I don't understand why it's against me, but it's not. It's against the organization. And that was against Pierre Dorian, who made the deal, who lied no. about the trade, and he cost them the pick. He was still the general manager. So you can't just go, well, it's too bad. Maybe if Pierre was gone, all that may be under the water yeah. and it, and it At may first... be a lesser fine. But because a he was here, round, they
3: had no choice. A first-round draft pick is so punitive, and there's a team that doesn't have a lot. So it's it's yeah. it sucks. But but you know what? Again, like he, the way he handled that, got his point across. Uh, not happy about it, and and it is what it is. It's just it sucks for the organization. But I get the sense you you're now getting a little bit of an us against the world mentality for the Ottawa Senators. That's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Everyone's pissed off, but there was no choice. Yeah, yeah. This was a, this was a fireball offense. You, you had to do it, and totally agree with it. Um, this is gonna this is gonna leave a mark on the organization. But the only good thing about this, Bob, is you, you can pick in the next three years when that pick's gonna be. Still not a still whatever. It's the imagine if it was just you're giving up a pick. Let's just say it's this year or next yeah. year, and the Suns have a great. So you can at least at least you can kind of hedge your bet a bit if there's if there's a little bit of uh, positivity in it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think what's more, I guess what's harsher, I guess, in the sense, or or at least for the sense, is that they can put it off this year. Where you know we a, as we look at it, we want them to get a little better every year. The rebuild's over. They're whatever. So you kind of want to defer the pick, but for me that pick becomes more important than than the drafted player at the deadline when you say hey we're now a playoff team and we need something to put us over the top Mm -hmm. and our whoever inherits this the new gm's looking to deal and he's looking for a a, a rental piece at the deadline and they say sure we want a first round pick and a prospect and you go well i can't do that because three years ago we tried to we tried to Skim something under the water with a Russian player and it didn't go and it didn't go well. So <laughs> I think that's more tragic than the pick itself. First round picks obviously are big, but they and and um and, and they become cornerstones. But for me, they got their pieces with the core. The core is all locked mm-hmm. up. Um the piece was more of a bargaining chip for me at this point, um than a drafted player because you know who who knows how that turns up. But you know what you can get at a deadline with a first round pick, and that's a big key.
1: I've got uh, some quotes I want to get to from the presser, but I do think, uh, first, I think Michael is about to get a heavy fine, possibly, from the National Hockey League. You think so? I th- He's getting a call for certain from Gary. <laughs> he's not getting a fine. Like, come on. I, he's oh,
3: pretty well... He's been he, punched in the gut twice in a week. They're going to give him another one?
1: I think he might get a fine based on the way he was vocal about the league, and he basically said, you hid stuff from me. Now... I'm not, so there's a couple comments in there the way he says it. Now, I'm okay with exactly what he said because I appreciate the fact he used the comment uh I'll read the whole comment before I get to the point where I like it. Um this is the the key here. The 73 pa- 73 pages by the way. Uh the 73 page report was shared with me last week stems from actions originated by our hockey club unfortunately that were negligent in nature and our duty of care was ignored which set off events that embarrassed the league and pissed off two other NHL clubs. The fact he said pissed off two other NHL clubs makes him a normal <laughs> guy having a normal conversation. That's what I like about him. That's my favorite part.
0: I agree. I agree. I, well, I don't think he's getting. I don't think he's getting a call. He's not. He's not well, maybe getting, a call. Hey,
1: hang hey, on. Hey, we don't do that. He's not There's more. Uh, one, he said, Ooh. I don't know why. I don't understand how it took so long. Maybe the club was for sale and they didn't want to disrupt. You know, making sure the seller got the biggest price possible. So back to your point, Yorkie, where he alludes to driving up the price. And third, you can come uh, on, you can you can feel the argument that Gary uh, that Michael Landlauer had with Gary Bettman over the phone or in person. You can feel all this coming out because this is tempered by now. Um, So so the last one, Yorkie, finally. So uh, it was Ian Mendes who said something about. Uh, why do you, why did it uh, cost you you a first round pick since this happened 18 months ago yeah that's a question you have to ask the nhl why I inherited this why i inherited this is beyond me there's no reason for it to last this long i knew about it from the due diligence process from the seller's perspective it was a non issue i don't know if a first rounder is a non issue but it is for me
3: yeah the next board the next board meeting is going to be interesting because uh well, I, I believe the seller who was in charge of the Ottawa Senators back then, Wally.
1: So this is so here's the thing. Everybody's blaming Gary Bettman for saying he withheld yeah. information from yeah. Michael Andlauer and this this process. Yeah, I don't think he did. I think it's Sheldon Plenner who is on the board, who was uh, running the team for Eugene Melnick. And I believe Sheldon Plenner is the one where this should all be pointed to, that he is the one that withheld the information.
3: Do you, do you think maybe they just thought nothing's going to happen from this. We're not going to It's too long ago. It. We're not Everything's it's, over. it's not we're all good. We're all good here and but that's kind of what happened with the Dadnoff thing, right? Same kind of management. That's okay. It's we'll get this trade done and they're never really going to trade them to any of those teams and oh damn Oops. it. <laughs> they are going to do that. And it's like Oh shit! Now the new owner is going to find out that uh, we didn't we didn't disclose this. Yeah, he's got a total point. Like it's it's this is the thing when. And if you look at the Ottawa Senators, what's going on? Number one, with the sale of the team, we all know expansion is coming, right? Expansion is coming, and the NHL wanted to get a billion dollars for the Senators because guess what? Next all time right. around, the price goes up.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> so. It's that's a that, that's what was going on with the sale of the team. We, we want this price because next time we're going to go to 1.5 billion. So there's oh. a new benchmark made. So again, it's like, hey, if it's there's very few guys that what is it, 32 teams now, it's price to pay. But man, you could just tell, okay, we got that part of this, we got that part over. I bought it, it's fine. We paid more than we thought. Then, oh, surprise, surprise, we we didn't tell you about about this Pinto thing. And now we're going to make an example of him. And I understand why they're doing that too, because you've got all these great new partners, uh, great betting companies, we have a great sponsor, and you can't have any inkling of that going on. So you make an example of the first guy where something happens and you make a big example. But again, that's, that's that's a harsh blow when you're coming in Trying to get rid of all the negativity of a franchise, it would it would have been. I get, I totally see. I would have been more frustrated. I I give Michael Andlauer a ton of credit for number one getting that news, and then icing on the cake here to losing a first rounder. Oh. Like, like,
0: welcome to the club. <laughs> welcome that, to the club. That's a shit, ten days, isn't it? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Somebody,
3: Bob. Somebody sent out a. Uh, Oh, my God. Somebody sent a tweet out last night. It was like, it was like, Sen's owner got a shit sandwich and ate it with a smile on his face. When you really think about it, though, like that's a, that is a lot to throw on the plate of a guy that just helped drive up the franchise values of your league.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I so, not agree more. Apparently. Uh, and I know Steve Lloyd uh, retweeted this or whatever from Sportico is an Lauer sold his 10% stake in the Canadians putting that, a valuation yeah. on the Canadians at yeah. $2.5 billion. That's a nice day. <laughs> That's hey, so when you talk about a million, and a half, billion and a half, I think. Yes. But if you're let like, obviously the Leafs and the Rangers are in a different stratosphere, De- Detroit, Philly, Boston, like they're all, I got to be North of $2 billion. Yeah. You would think I'd, you would think but anyway. Still, yeah. So I, I have
0: no clue. You, wish I knew.
1: I wish I had it. Yeah.
3: Well, it was just an interesting tweet. I got to give credit. Chris Stevenson. I don't know if you saw his tweet last night, last night, Wally, um, talking about the senators being punished for not, basically because you didn't disclose information to Vegas when you made the deal, right? Correct. So... Doesn't Michael Andlauer have a a little bit of a
1: a case here? Because information wasn't disclosed to him. I I, I completely understand (laughs) with you. And some people in the chat are the same way. But (laughs) you got to think at this point, if in that 73 pages, which I can't even fathom all that information for this particular incident, um, that this has all been discussed and talked about, which is why you try to negotiate it down. But so this is the integrity point. of the league, Yorkie. This is the, like, we go back to the Phoenix when John Shaka lost a first-round pick for testing uh, players. Yep. Yeah, 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 This. yeah. This is paramount. You can't lie to other general managers. Imagine if that was our, like, someone traded to us or we tried and found out later they lied to it. Like, you would want oh. punishment.
3: Well, hey, that's, that's why Pierre Dorian lost his job. So quickly when this when this ruling came down, it's just it's there was he, he can't he couldn't keep him on. No, <laughs> it's a fireball offense. It's it's uh that's firing with cause, right? You hundred percent. You you lose a first round pick. You that's a fire. At least in my opinion, that's a that's a fireball offense. But no, I get it. Well, I get what you're saying. Like you, you, obviously, you can't lie and not disclose stuff or or whatever. You could say you, were, you you didn't do your due diligence when you made the trade. Whatever, whatever the reason is but, the, but the, the fact is it's um, uh, if the, maybe you're right, Wally with with the uh, you know the board, the board obviously should have should have told him.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean so Ann Lauer did say which like we all say that Pierre Dorian resigned, which he, I mean he took him out for the last yeah. supper and told him he was making a move. Um, yeah. I, when I met with Steve later in the week, I suggested I might be considering a move suggested how serious it was and could and then he told pierre when he suggested how serious this was and i couldn't come with a lesser penalty is what he told pierre like no. i this is it's the t- only thing, the only move i had yeah i i like i preached accountability for this organization and this is what i have to do yeah so yeah. i i, there, I don't believe like he says i wasn't looking to make a move and i completely agree with him i don't think they were looking to make any kind of rash moves here in the front office other than adding they just they had no choice
0: none uh by the way i I believe everything yeah i believe them there too and i yeah i i i believe that i if i'm pa like i i would like to think that pierre handled this well and understood this and that's my get like i i think it was probably a very civil conversation and said hey i'm with you i agree with you let me get something from highs out of it before we
3: go. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. the highest is hey, s- sadly the high the highs is no
1: more here that was you that's, that's right
0: that, that take me down the 18 or take me or <laughs> you know
1: well, was, maybe uh, i can make jokes but i'm not going to, that was, as, as I said. to that, that was a
3: tough blow to the city too the old highs Tableside caesar Ooh, i've never been, been i've
0: tough. actually i i thought there was one there but i when did that, that must have closed a long time ago. I've never been to a highs in, uh, in Ottawa. Oh,
3: hey, that's that's where uh, that's where the Daigle took us after uh, after the season. That's when he yeah. took, that's when he picked picked up the bill.
0: That was always Nealer's spot on the road. If there was a highs in the city, he was finding his way over for the bread.
3: Like <laughs> oh yeah, the garlic cheese bread.
0: Yep. Just yep. Deadly. All right, Very off good. the rails. I apologize. I started talking about food. I'm hungry, boys. I haven't had breakfast. I, I've been awake for 12 <laughs> minutes before the show started.
3: Oh, that's why you got the uh, toothpicks keeping the eyes open right now.
0: Yeah, it's it. Well, I got a pre-workout kicking. I'm here for you guys.
1: <laughs> you should have right. gone with the red Gatorade this morning. You
3: look, yeah, <laughs> <have>, right.
1: <laughs> um, oh. so I, I guess now. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, it's. I think Darren Drager's tweeted. I just saw in the comments. I apologize. I don't. Remember who it was? Uh, and Lauer will not be fined by the National Hockey League.
3: No, he's not no. getting fined. They're not. They're not giving him more punishment. Like enough's enough, Uncle. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah. He, what he else just can sold you do? To... The,
3: the well, Habs. Yeah. He's, he's okay. No, I, I know, but like that's that's. <laughs> Come on. We're anyway, not, it's not... he didn't say anything that bad. He just. Here's
1: the thing. He just said the truth. I. can't. Like, yes. You can't. Yeah, speak, yes, if, you can't but... if you can't speak the truth, what can you say? Yorkie. Oh, wait a second. It's, this is the national, this is pro sports. They don't want you speaking the truth. They want you to be quiet and just take it. Sound
3: like a few good men here. You can't handle the truth. You can't. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, So Bob, I got a question from the great Johnny. Uh, Can you ask Bobby what his experience with Pierre overall was? Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
2: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Look at the
1: smile. I just, it's in the, I didn't make it up.
0: Oh man, it's too early to go there. Um... (laughs) You know what? I, I don't dislike Pierre. I just don't like Pierre. Um, I, uh, I don't really have all that. I don't have much to say. Um, I think, I think he's a very, very, um, careful person and I I've had great conversations with him where we've talked hockey. Um, around the league. And I think he's a bright mind and I enjoy him in that sense. I just didn't like playing for him as a GM. I'll
1: put it that way. Did you hug him when Alex Burroughs was acquired?
0: No, and I don't think anybody hugged him when this is where one of those ones where we talked about this. I think sometimes Pierre says things and then afterwards goes, Oh, do I have to try to validate that? Cause I made it up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's, but that was the problem that he would say stuff. And you're like,
0: oh, just yeah. don't,
1: don't say stuff.
3: I, yeah. I.
0: I I think he he gets a little ahead of himself in interviews. I will say that. Yeah. You think? Which we've all done, which (laughs) we've all done once. I've, I've walked away from an interview. Haven't you Yorkie, but in the past and you're like, Oh man, I like, I was ahead of myself and in the moment and Mm -hmm. I said it and now I wish I could walk it back, but you don't have that luxury. And I think a lot. And and also he has to do it in two languages at times. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on some of those, the little ones and things like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, but I think he puts the cart before the horse sometimes.
3: Well, if you if you look at how the whole chain of command was set up when, when Pierre Pierre was basically running the running the franchise carte blanche, right? <laughs> so correct me if I'm wrong here, Wally, but he basically only had the answer to Sheldon Planner, right?
1: Correct.
3: Who was because everybody always talked about the board. The board was basically Sheldon Planner, right?
1: It was uh, three people: Sheldon Planner, Aaron yeah. Crow and uh johnny music i think
3: so like most the dynamics of the front office of most hockey teams don't work that way like yeah. there's a chain of, there's a chain of command and there's there's more people involved and because ottawa was 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 run on such a shoestring budget you're kind of set up to fail like you you like you you're, you're going up against other organizations that have these huge beefed up hockey ops operations where they're having large internal meetings discussing things, all kinds of people talking hockey. Where the situation in Ottawa is so unique, like to me, that's just you're set up to fail. Like when you when you really think about it, like yeah. you, good 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 organizations have smart people that surround themselves with even smarter people, and that's and that's how you succeed in this game. The the the, the teams that don't succeed are people that are afraid to surround themselves with smart people. And the reason they do that is because they try and protect their job. When you're trying to protect your job, it usually goes poorly for you. And I'm not saying that's what happened here, but that's just how it works. Anybody in business, like anybody in business knows that. And that's, that's what you you can't be afraid to surround yourself with smart people who can eventually take your job because those are the guys that. Well, that's in, in these types of businesses give you that edge somebody that challenges you somebody that gets you to to maybe do something you don't want to do challenges you in a meeting just, just
1: like well that's like i and by the way that was exactly ottawa one uh, he kept a small front office for that strictly that reason small less people around allows him more control and then the other part was he kept people at arms length that could not take his job but that's the and thing I, in hockey i fully believe that
3: but that's the thing in hockey it's that you make and they talk about the players, but it's the same as the front office with GMs, coaches. Everything's great when things are going well. But when things are going bad, then it turns into a game of Survivor. Yes. It's, yeah. it's yeah. Survivor. It's yep. Survivor Island. And it's outwit, outplay, and who's your friend, who's not your friend. But it's it's a very cutthroat business. And, shady. Uh, uh, very shady. W- yeah. No, it is. Waldron, tw-
1: uh, Waldron 27 would like to know, Yorkie, what your first move is as the new GM. If I was the, yeah, was he? <laughs> He's insinuating you're now. There's a couple people. Yorkie for GM. So I'm just. What's your first move when you take
3: over? If I if I was the GM of a team, I would I would bring in the smartest person I know to know every single thing about the cap and every single little tiny business detail, so I wouldn't have to worry about that. Yeah, <laughs> that, cap always, that would absolutely. be
0: absolutely somebody you would can be, turn to and say, "Can I make this move?" And where are Maybe we the, every single day?
3: Remember the movie Moneyball? Look over uh, yep. to Joe on a Hill? Yeah. Why
0: do you, <laughs> you keep
3: looking at that guy? What, what, what's going on here? <laughs> that would be me.
1: I can't believe you didn't say your first move would be to hire Bobby. I, I think that's a shot. Um, <laughs> oh, Bob, poor Bob's just taking it this morning. It's, so, it's so
0: yeah, it's it's too early for me to care, but I'm coming for you guys. Barely <laughs> barely keep his eyes open. What time, hey,
3: what time are you up this morning, by the way?
0: Uh, we got on air at what eight? So my alarm was set for seven forty-two.
3: So you didn't have the pre uh, pre show workout? I,
0: no, 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 no. I'm going straight from here though. I'm on. I was it, up boys. at. I'm, I was I'm up on at the six. CUT program. You're up at six. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: Okay. I'm on the I'm on the scone program. Just hammered a vanilla scone. Ooh, oh boy. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, i got uh, i got egg whites waiting for me big day <laughs> you're a ball like, of fun i feel you're... like i'm playing again i i i, I traveled oh, so buddy. much last month i got stung by a couple of bees it's time to kind of kind of <laughs> time to lean it out <laughs> oh, i got a triple
3: uh, i got a triple header coming tomorrow i got a, a, a kingston gotta go play in a charity tournament for hockey fights the homeless helps the homeless Ooh. three games in one day so it's gonna be a big test Ooh. for the old body
0: Wow. Oh. Those days are uh, long gone. Okay, we gotta keep moving we just, on. Well, get we it back on the tracks. I,
1: that's cool. The only oh, thing on. I, I want to point out is Matt V said Jonah Hill would play Bob in a movie about him. So oh, what? Hard. Oh, another shot. Oh. That's, that's another gut punch. I think by Jonah Hill you mean Brad Pitt.
0: <laughs>
3: are we talking uh, old Jonah oh. Hill or like Jonah Hill skinny
1: now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Jonah Hill's a star, Bob. Jonah Hill's a star. Can we uh okay. I got to get to hot or cold before we uh, move on to any other topics. And I, you know what, Yorkie? Today, I will read the DoorDash ad for you. Thanks just God. So, so we, we can move <laughs> the show along a little more. Um, <laughs> ordering is just easy. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want from where you want, and your items will be left safely outside your door with our default con- contactless delivery setting. With double DoorDash, sorry, with double dash on DoorDash, you can order from multiple restaurants or stores in the same delivery without additional delivery fees so everyone can get what they want and need. Uh, For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25, all caps. That's NATION25. 25% off, up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order. Download the app. Don't forget. That's code NATION25. 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Uh, Offer valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms apply. Thank you to DoorDash as always. Uh, for being a good partner on board. So, Yorkie, I'm going to mm-hmm. get it up to you for your hot or cold pick of the I day. Thought you, I thought you—I thought you were doing this. I'm taking it. All right. Yes,
3: this is I a no-brainer. This is a no-brainer, and it's and it's it's a it's a play on words too, because he's hot for two reasons. I, I think he's hot because he hit it out of the the park again yesterday in his press conference, and he's also hot under the collar right now too. Michael <laughs> Andlauer—he's hes coming in hot right now. Um, handled himself extremely well on a a real tough day yesterday. Again, anybody who you talk to that watched that press conference, listened to snippets, totally impressed uh, with with, with what went on yesterday. Took a bad situation and basically, to me, he's galvanized the city again, a little bit of an us against the world mentality. Um, And you look at the things, I like the little board you put up there, Wally. Honest, accountable in charge and you see the passion we've seen the passion since day one and if you want to endear yourself to people in this city it's all about passion and uh just going back to his word when he bought the team wally i'm going to make sure i take care of this franchise for the people of the city and i truly believe that i truly believe that that it's yesterday was a tough day but the team's in great hands and i I Mm -hmm. think moving for moving forward there's going to be really big days ahead for this team and any single business sports entertainment workplace it all starts at the top right it all starts at the top and then it funnels down to the rest of the organization and so far what i've seen teams in good hands
1: yeah you know i'd like to point out is that we when the reporters and media go to listen to press conferences whatever we always think that there's There's more to a story or there's something else to be said, or you just can't take everything at face value. But I will say when he speaks, I can't find the holes because you can, you can hear the honesty in the voice. Mm -hmm. So I can't see that he's trying to cover something up. And so for that, you just get the sense that what he tells you is what he thinks and what he believes to be true. And there's no sugarcoating it that I have full respect for.
3: Bob, you played for Detroit. I played for Detroit. To to me, that's one of the benchmarks franchises in the NHL. Like yeah. going through a little bit of a downturn right now, but you go back to the glory years of Detroit Red Wings when they're winning all those cups. If you talk to anybody in the NHL about Mike and Marion Illich, nothing but great things to say about the the family, how they ran things. It was first class. And then that funnels down through to the organization. And that's what I see happening here. The the, the same kind of leadership. It all, it all like it's it all starts at the top, man.
0: Yeah. I wish I got to be around the eligible family at all. It was that Kobe year. Right. So it was like yeah. hands off. You're not seeing anybody test every day. It was just a different kind of year and a feel. So like, you know, I got to play for that iconic Jersey and yeah. franchise I didn't feel like I got the full experience, but, uh, yeah. but it, you're right. Everything was done correctly. Um, and truth be told, Ottawa was kind of veering that way too. Um, but I, I do get the sense, like Wally said, that like, He's not that Andy Lover is very, very candid, and there's not anything that he has to hide. He's just going to be open and forthright. And if you're going to preach accountability, you got to be accountable when you are in front of reporters as well. And I I get the sense that he is. So, um, yeah, I like you said, teams in teams in really, really good hands.
3: Wally, did you catch? uh, Did you catch? They kept the cameras rolling uh, at the end of the press conference. I don't know if you kept watching. A little bit of love for your. For your man, Mendez, eh? A little bit yeah. of love for Mendez. He's, uh, a, huggable, huggable though. he's a huggable guy, though. Hey, I'd give Mendez a hug.
1: Well, there was a... like Mendez, and I don't want to speak for Ian, but like he wasn't allowed to speak to uh, DJ Smith. He's asked for one-on-ones. He was never given the, them until, I think, oh. this season. Maybe at the end of last year. Uh, because he didn't... Uh, the GM didn't like the way that uh, he was being portrayed in the media. So, yeah. so there's lots of those little things that are, yeah. When people talk about petty, that's where they become really stupid and petty. Hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't want to speak for Ian, but he can tell you if he ever wants to. Um, so we get to move on. Now people want to know who's the GM. Here's what I, I don't think this is anytime soon. By the way, I also don't think DJ Smith is going anywhere anytime soon. I, if they go in a tailspin and lose 12 in a row, yeah. we might see something different. But if this is the status quo and they're kind of 500 or somewhere around there, a little bit higher or lower, I don't think DJ Smith is going anywhere this year. But when it comes to the GM, Yorkie, do you get any sense that this is going to be anytime soon?
3: Um, First of all, I I agree with you on DJ. And I know a lot of people just quickly on DJ. Here's the thing. And 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 I'll stand by this. To me, the main job of your head coach is to motivate your players. And I see that getting done. Is he perfect? No. But this team, I want to see 20 games. I want to see 20 games because you can't judge a guy based on eight games in a season. I don't care. It's, it's, and this is a new regime that's come in. And they're watching. They're evaluating. So enough with the firing after eight games. And I know people will say, it's well, it's, a lot, it's not the last four years. It's right now what's being evaluated. And we'll see. Let's just uh, let's let, let this play out. But with the GM, yeah, I agree. I, I just think I think it would be a mistake to act so quickly and just unless you've been already thinking about this. And I don't know. I don't have any firsthand knowledge behind the scenes of, of potentially have they've already been talking to people foreseeing this might be coming. Um, so I, I, I would think they probably take their time, get the right person. I do believe, though, based on everything I'm hearing, and and again the honesty of the owner, he thinks it's a two person job. I know Ryan Bonus is there, and Ryan Bonus is a real smart guy. Mm-hmm. I, I've got a lot of I've got a lot of, a lot to say good about Ryan Bonus. I think he's a young, up and coming guy in the game. Everything I've heard, he's very sharp. But they're going to need another guy. We keep hearing rumors about Peter Shrelli. Um, oh, yep. Wait, <laughs> oh, do you.
0: Do you
1: know I just people?
3: hear what everybody's saying. I just hear everybody. I heard saying. it all day
0: yesterday too. Yeah,
1: I heard. Yeah. It. Oh, I, 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 yeah. so you're not talking. Um, you, you're not. Okay, hold on. I just want to clear something up. When you said Peter Shirelli, you seemed upset. You're not upset of him coming in. You're just upset of all the names being mentioned. I'm trying to understand what your reaction was, Bob. Who, Bob? Yeah. I just. Why do you,
0: Why do you bring in a guy that isn't very good at his job? <laughs> like he's. He's made, I mean, I don't know some of the moves and some of the things he did with, with different teams there. It's just like, why I, I would, you know what I would really like to see? Because it's, it's like the coaching carousel where it didn't work out here. So somebody signs here next year and just, I get it, but I would just like something fresh and new and somebody that wants to cut their teeth building with the sends, um, but that has some experience, but yeah, I just, the old boys club has to change a little bit in the GM sphere.
3: I I I personally like Peter. I had him in Boston. I, I think he's a sharp guy. I think he gets a bad rap for what happened in Edmonton. I I think that situation in in Edmonton, you had so many people surrounding you butting in like that's that like you have Kevin Lowe there, you got McTav, you got all the old Edmonton alumni there so to me that's a pretty And again, I look what we did in Boston, won a Stanley Cup uh fairly early on in his career too. I'm just hearing the rumors. I don't know if he's coming in or not, but my experience is I had him in Boston. I think he's a really sharp guy, Um, but we'll see. And I I do think it would be nice for Steve Steos, who's a fairly young general manager in the league, to have somebody come in that's had experience in the league. I think that would go a long way. Because if you look right now in the sense, so so if you bring in another brand new guy that's kind of new to the job, a fresh guy, so basically you're gonna have Steve Steos, who's yeah. pretty young, Ryan Bonus, who's pretty young, and bring in another young guy t- t- to me that wouldn't make a lot of sense I, I That's why I look to maybe bring in a guy that has experience and maybe he's not named general manager, maybe he's like a senior advisor or whatever you want to call it. I just think this organization could use a guy that has experience from from doing doing the job because you've got two guys right now that are pretty young. Not that they can't do the job, but I would, I would lean towards an experienced guy and who knows who it's going to be. That's just what I think.
0: Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's a today job either. I think this is something that you evaluate almost for the rest of the year. Right. So you are absolutely 100% sure that you have your guy and, um, and the rest of your staff has to be filled out too.
3: Right. So, yeah. But what's there really to do guys now? Like when you really look at what's going on with the team, there's not a lot to do. Like no, as far no. as signing guys, you got the Pinto contract now, probably a little, little bit easier to do, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it should that, be. That's good. That's going to be easier to do. And, and uh, now you got some time uh, and, and unfortunately he can't play, but the fortunate part is you have some time to deal with that. And then whatever's going to happen with the Formington's a whole situation. Oh, so man. that still has to get resolved. So those are, to me are the only two real pressing things that,
1: Will eventually have to get resolved. Uh, uh, Peter Chiarelli, when he was GM, brought in, as we know, Zdeno Chara. Traded Andrew Raycroft yeah. for Tuukka Ended up drafting yeah. uh, Phil Kessel, Milan Lucic, Brad Marchand. Um, added Johnny Boychuk, Andrew Ference, Dennis Wideman. Uh, like uh, they selected Tyler Sagan. They went to a. They won a cup. They went to a cup final. I uh, mm-hmm. won a president's trophy. Like, I, I I just think that people want to remember the the Edmonton stuff where I, I'm not sure exactly what all. Oh, I, there were a lot of people, in, the, I think, in his ear in Edmonton with former Oilers yeah. being around and the owner. I just mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I think that he deserves more credit than he's getting. That's all. I, is he the right guy? I have no idea. I'm just saying there's a lot of dislike or there seems to be about Peter Shirelli. I just revisionist history. I just would like to go back and have a look again.
3: I think um, I think I think at the end of the day, Wally, the guy the guy that's going to be making the final say here, uh, as far as hockey ops, is gonna be Steve Steos. Yeah. He's just it's it's who you surround him with to help support him. Like what like the, the conversation right. we were having earlier, like that's that's how you build a great franchise. You have great people surrounding smart people, and that's 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 a, that's a recipe to to to, to have success.
1: I would like to have a GM with some kind of experience. And I know I understand your point, Bob, about let's get someone in that's new, that has fresh ideas. I just think with the core that you have here, you don't have time to necessarily grow with them. You need to start to learn to win now.
0: But yeah, that's a fair point. Absolutely. That's my only thing.
1: If this that's was fair. three years ago, I would be all over it. I just, yep. I, I want someone who's kind of been there to understand where they're going. And hey, bring in, if you need to add, alongside Ryan bonus, someone else, but yeah, I want, I, I just, I want, I want someone who's got a little experience.
3: I want, I don't want everybody on the, I want so. I want everybody on the same page, but I also want people coming at me if I'm in charge with different opinions and challenging me. Yes. Why? Why? Right.
1: Yeah. Yes. Tr- like totally. Trent man did that with to pier Dorian all the time. I can did tell it? you that. I well, he know. almost resigned over the Shane Pinto tra- uh, draft, right? Mm-hmm. That night. Uh, the Sens had the next pick in the draft in round two. They had the first pick of round two. Uh, forgive me for right now. I can't remember. Pierre Dorian wanted somebody else, and Trent Mann said, "I am quitting if you don't draft him." Wow, really? Yeah, it was a. It was a. I'm not going to call it a brawl because the people take it out of context. It was a battle in the boardroom to fight for that pick to get to be Shane Pinto. Wow. Well, worked. Up
0: and, yeah, Yeah, <laughs> to, to a degree. Our, yeah I, I, I think
1: it, the the uh, scouting staff was more high on Zub than perhaps uh, Pierre Dorian was. And so they pushed again for that. So I do. He did listen sometimes. I do. I, but there was some pushback from the scouting staff on getting certain players uh, chosen and brought in.
3: Who was uh, who was hammering the table for Sanderson? There's always somebody hammering their fist on the table.
1: I don't know that. I think, again, it was a Trent Mann decision, only because okay. of it being a, an amateur pick, but I'm not sure. I'll try and find well, out for you.
3: Whoever whoever hammered the table the loudest uh, deserves a little pat on the back for that one. <laughs> right? <laughs> because there was a the big debate, right? Yeah. I um, yeah. forget his name. The kid that Anaheim took right after, right shot D, uh, the defenseman there.
1: Yeah. Um, you,
3: you, you know who i'm talking about yeah yeah anyhow they a lot of people, his
0: own right but not yeah yeah, not, yeah, a
3: lot of people that were rating drysdale yeah jamie drysdale a lot of people were upset the Sens didn't take him and like it's it's turned out pretty good so
1: far so far <laughs> so Jackson. good so far so good uh all right we will move on uh because we got to talk about today's games the Sens get to finally oh. get back get back on and chat about some hockey which so i will ask you now bob i already know your answer but i'm going to throw it out there anyway does what's happened over the last day at all play in on the ice tonight and i just mean that they're going to be asked about it today in the locker room there's going to be the distraction around is it is it nothing for them when they take to the ice or is there going to be a little just just that little bit of a distraction
0: um i would say no the it'll be a distraction here at what time is it there it's 9 40. it'll be a distraction here in about an hour and a half and then it'll be done with um and if brian morris um and you know i'm sure stay will be in on the conversation about who's who you're parading out there it's going to be the brady's Mm chabbies, the older guys that can actually you know speak to some time with pierre under uh, uh under playing for him you're gonna you're gonna throw out four guys and your starting goalie, and the rest of the guys are gonna go about their day like it's normal business. So it's it's not anything that's gonna seep into the room or or affect the way they start the game tonight.
1: Yorkie, do you feel the same? Probably.
3: I think if anything, it's gonna put a little chip on the guys' shoulders. Got your owner standing up and got some passion, got some fire. I'm sure, guys were probably didn't watch the whole press conference but knew what went on know that their owner's not happy of what happened and i think yep. if anything probably give the players a little extra jump in their stride i don't think it's a negative thing at all no i, I really don't i really not. don't
1: all right let's well then let's see what happens likely they will face cam talbot uh on yeah. the ice tonight. I don't know if corporate Salo is going to get the start. He started the last two games and he came in and the game before that was Buffalo in which Forsberg was pulled. So I don't know if corporate goes as he faces his quasi former team, but I would suspect, I don't know.
3: I, th- I think he goes. I think he goes. Did, he did yeah. I,
1: I think I agree. Have, That's yeah. a long time to sit for Forsberg. No. Yeah. 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 He'll be fine.
3: I think he goes tonight, and you go and and you see what happens, and and the plan's probably to go uh, Forsberg against Tampa. But yeah, I I could see going back to Corpusello's feeling right now, right? He's, yeah, yeah, nice, yes. He's in a nice little uh, he's in a nice little uh, zone right now, so I I I would uh, I would hedge that he goes again.
0: I, I think you uh, kind of got to you got to ride the guy that won the last game and and um, and played well. You just kind of yeah. I think every coach would agree that when the guys the, when the guys earn a chance to go back in, whether or not your other goalie sitting or
3: not, you keep You keep going. Yeah, I'm with you. Fair enough. Uh,
1: Bob, do you would you like to do the uh, B.E.I. partner? I can do B.E.I.
0: OK. Yeah. All right. The go. show, as always, brought to you by our friends at B.E.I. Bonisher Excavating Incorporated. Helping to shape Ottawa Valley, heavy civil general, heavy civil general contractor. Excuse me. So when planning your next project, consider BEI for your aggregate supply needs You can get a hold of them at 613-432-1120 or at their website, Uh for all of your needs, equipment rentals, custom crushing and screening, haulage and floating, highway maintenance, um, and they're hiring. So look, to, look to join the team and get free ice. They have free ice Fridays. <laughs> um, and most importantly... Slow down at construction zones, BEI,
1: Punisher Excavating. Nailed it. There we go. Well done. Uh, all right. So now we just move on to our lock of the day, which is brought to you by Botano. Uh, go to botano.ca, download the app, uh, and start to uh, do live betting, same game parlays, bet builder, uh, and you can place your bets on the Ottawa Senators versus the LA Kings, which is fairly even at the moment. Although the LA Kings come in uh, undefeated on the road at four and zero, and they're playing really well. Bob, I will give you credit because we gave, we ridiculed you a bit when you picked the Kings as high as you did uh, in the preseason. But boy, yeah. do they look good!
0: I, they look. Yeah. They just play the game well. Um, where did I have them? Let me see. I I had them finishing third in the Pacific. So yeah, and it might be as high as one or two now because Edmonton's sting. <laughs> um, my Stanley Cup final bet not looking great, but. Um, I, I just like the way they play the game. So thanks for the credit. Um, who I was trying to figure out, I wish I knew what their goaltending situation was tonight for both sides. Um, but if you're, are you ready for my lock? Yeah. Give it to me. I, I gotta go with LA. They're four and O on the road. Um, they, they have no problem putting up points. Um, I don't want to bet against the Sens. I, I actually think that I agree with Yorkie that they're going to have a little bit of bite to their game today, uh, with everything. But it's just hard to argue with the statistics that LA has and the way they play. So I'm
3: going to go with them. Hmm. Is Zoo? Do we know? Uh, we have confirmation on Zoo yet? Is Zoo back tonight?
1: I suspect he is, but uh, until we see it this morning at 10:30 uh, or so, I don't know.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's a lineup right there, man. That's uh, the the defense situation right now is concerning for me with uh, it's one thing with, with Shabbat out of the lineup, but you take Shabbat and Zub out of the lineup. Um, I know Branstrom's out as well, but that, 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 if not for Corpusel, that last game against Pittsburgh could have got out of hand in the first period. I was Mm -hmm. Hey, so we don't know who's starting i going to think about this one. Yeah, I didn't know
1: L.A. was beat, unbeaten on the road so far. So yeah,
3: first They're game old. on the road trip, though,
1: for the Wally. Do you have that info? For no, they me? just played against the Leafs uh, 1-4-1 uh, Tuesday.
3: In Toronto, they won 4-1. Yeah. Just put the boots to the Leafs. Eh? Oh, it's a tough one. It's tough.
1: And by um, the way, they average over five goals a game on the road. Um,
3: wow. Wow. Something tells me though that the Sens are going to win this game. Something tells me game two of the road trip. Uh if Zoob's back in the lineup, I'll go with Ottawa. I'll take Ottawa in this one.
0: Well, you don't get to change your pick at 655 if Zoob is out. I know. I, I know. <laughs> you know. It's,
3: that's the thing with the morning show. That's the thing. Like yeah. if, if you get you get me a Zoob in the lineup and you put him out there, you get him and Sanderson back together. And then you're going to probably uh Man, the D, the D's a mess right now with the injuries. But yeah, I'll, I'll take Ottawa. I'll take this Ottawa is... for the re- the response okay. game with a shorthanded roster. Probably venture that is back in because yeah, he has another night and Ottawa wins this game.
1: Okay. Um has gonna to like to stop Wally's
0: gotta start going first here, though. Sits I know he's freaking sitting in pressure. the sitting
1: <laughs> sitting in the weeds, eh? Yeah, <laughs> well I would you know what it doesn't matter to me what you guys think pick I will be fairly uh straightforward. I okay. I already had my decision made up when I do the graphics and look up the stats. By the way, this is uh Tim Stutzla versus Quentin Byfield for the first time. Ah. Um, I don't know if it matters, but I do t- I Stutzla has four assists in four games against the LA Kings in his career. Maybe there's a chip on his shoulder. I would it, I would by the way take Stutzla for the uh over under on a point. I would I would or half a point. I would say he's getting a point tonight is one of them. Yeah, but I th- until L.A. proves me wrong, i got to take the Kings. They just look really like their their shots against their third best in the league. Oh, um, oh. They, oh. they just do a lot of good things, right? And, and, and I remember Bobby saying at the beginning of the year, they play a really good defensive game, and mm-hmm. we're starting to see it. I want mm-hmm. Cam Talbot to lose. No real reason other than he was in Ottawa, and it didn't work out here. But uh, I'm going to take the L.A. Kings. It's a dark. There you go. It's
3: kind of. It's kind of a dark, dreary day here today, guys. So maybe they're sleepy. Maybe it's one of those days where you just don't feel great.
1: <laughs> maybe they're all
3: out in the market last night. Nobody's going to the market. <laughs> <laughs> the market's a cesspit right now. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, Got to figure that out. I
1: was in the market I, last night. Doing what? What are you doing had, in the market? I had dinner with a friend of mine down in the market. He was in town. uh covering the game.
3: Hmm. Oh, okay,
1: nice. Don't worry, I made him pay. Of course, (laughs) (laughs) well done. Uh, Before we go, I promised I would get to the the Bobby Ryan note of the day. The did you know? So let's go. uh, Don't forget the Wendy's Daily Face Off Survivor Pool is coming. Uh, Get set to join in all the action and win tons of prizes. Wendy's is offering all season long with the daily face off survivor pool, including Wendy's newest addition to their all-star burger lineup. The very real barbecue bacon cheeseburger. They also have brand new uh, breakfast sandwiches. Uh, Enjoy the applewood smoked bacon and crispy onions as cheese melts over the fresh, never frozen Canadian beef. Download the Wendy's app and get set for the daily face off survivor pool sponsored by Wendy's. Now, Bob for the, did you know, did you know, uh, we call this the, the Ryan King, um, You scored, your, as you know, your first NHL goal against the L.A. Kings on your first game. It was in London. You scored your first goal as an Ottawa Senator against the L.A. Kings. Uh, That was at L.A. You also scored your last goal as a member of the Ottawa Senators against the L.A. Kings, which happened to be the now final game of that entire season as the pandemic wiped it out, I guess, until it paused. But that was back in March of 2020. So you have uh, always enjoyed playing the L.A. Kings, it would appear.
0: I have. Uh, well, you know what? I, I, I played so many times against them in Anaheim that you, you get to really know a team, but it was also, I thought you were going to work. And it was my first ever hat trick was against the LA Kings too. <gasps> um, so, you know, do well, better, but I, uh, I guess I should have told you about this beforehand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good time playing against them. I've, I obviously probably have played more games against the Kings than any other team in the league. It's got to be up close anyway
1: uh i did look it up you're like fifth in points to them um that's probably mm. uh but i might be i, I might be the same the not la the king's points. not with yeah,
3: the I'm points but i because i'm trying to remember back in the like long ago you used to play teams in your division way more than you do than you do now
0: yeah like san jose might be in that mix and um
1: minnesota or something columbus i think is also on your list on yeah. mine yeah there was there was one team i was looking at i was like oh that's interesting but they were mostly western teams obviously the uh, yeah
0: which is which is funny but the league changed to where you were playing every team at least once um mm -hmm. in their barn but early on you played a lot like for me anyway you played a lot of divisional games man you're like can we get out to tampa please when you're (laughs) can we go can we get over to florida for a road trip because i it took me like four years to play against the Flyers for the first time in Philadelphia, if I remember correctly.
3: Wow. Well, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember in Anaheim. It's been so long for me. It's only a 50 minute drive. Did mm-hmm. you leave the day before that game?
0: No, we would do pregame skate in Anaheim. We kind of did it differently throughout the years, but a lot of times we would do pregame skate and then go up there for nap. Like, go up to yes. the hotel, check in for day check in, and then go to the game yeah, after that. that.
3: That's what that's what we did. So, it was a unique game if you're playing for the Ducks because it's yeah. the only game you you go day of. Yeah. And it's, a, yeah, I, I'd always feel weird in those games. I didn't like playing in LA and I got chirped by that guy behind the bench every game. That guy's brutal, man. The man. <laughs> no. Yeah. Just relentless. Oh, he
0: absolutely yes. assault all game long. And you're like, how can you sit near this guy if you're anybody like, just watching a game, it's
3: painful. And he was, painful. he sat, he, we would get him twice. Like Wally, this guy, big, big fat guy with the Kings jersey on. And he knew stuff. He knew stuff about the guys on the bench and he'd get personal. Oh yeah. And he just yeah. abuse guys. And the D got him twice because he sat behind the D. So the forwards would only experience it <laughs> for one period. If we're talking about the same guy here. But man, yep.
0: yeah. it's exactly who I'm talking about. Like,
3: come yeah. on. He, I, like to, right. I don't I, think he's... You wouldn't be there in today's day and age because I, it's, it's bullying. It's, it's flat out bullying. Yeah. <laughs> we won't stand for it.
0: Not on this show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Uh, by the way, Yorkie, I'd like to point out you wanted the morning show, so you can't complain about doing a morning show. I love the morning show. <laughs> I, I did coffee. Too. Let's get her going. We
3: have a full day in front of us now.
1: Yeah. Right. So, uh, well, I look forward to then you guys producing the show Monday. So, uh, we, uh, until then, <laughs> We'll see you Monday with the uh, Yorkie and Bobby show. Yep. (laughs) See you, everybody.
2: Coming in hot is brought to you by botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode.